Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome back to uh, Hurling View with myself. Hello, uh, Larry, how are you? Are you well? And hello to everyone out there. And this is the very, this is the first, this is the first um, Hurling View of 2022. And uh, myself and Larry will be taking through, taking you through all things hurling. And uh, first of all, I'd like to, I'd like to say a very happy new year to yourself and your family. And all your friends down there in Wexford. And uh, I suppose that there has been an awful lot going on in Hurland, both at club and county level, and uh, plenty plenty going on with um, down in uh, Wexford because I believe Gordon Darcy has uh, decided to throw his hat in the ring and uh, take up a bit of Hurland with the Wexford Hurlers. Yeah, and yeah, Happy New Year to you and all your listeners as well, of course, first. I'll start off with that, but yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of stuff bubbling up down around Wexford here at the present moment. Uh, you know, you just said uh, Gordon Darcy's having to join the backroom team. We also have Billy Welch there as well, uh, the top top coach in terms of boxing and stuff like that. So yeah, we're we're trying to uh, do do something different. Maybe it looks like it uh, going forward. So I'm not really sure what part they'll, they'll be involved with or what part they're going to be doing, but I'm certain uh, it'll be a big help to Wexford getting their getting their focus, getting their, uh, getting their, as they say, getting their eye back on the ball. You know, what we've seen in the past, so hopefully it'll work out uh, in the end for us. And uh, I, I honestly believe uh, uh, so far so good things are going well within the within the group at the moment. And, and that's great to see. And, you know, any kind of additional information and help comes into the, that would come into the, into the uh, help, uh, into the hands of uh, these players and, and the setup would be uh, much appreciated. That's it. And I suppose really in, in Leinster, with, with Galway playing in Leinster and of course with the National League and the Hurland Championship, the, they'll be playing it once again in the Leinster Hurland Championship again this year. Um, is the appointment, you know, for, for Galway, I suppose, is the appointment of Henry Shefflin um, as manager of uh, the Galway Senior Hurlers. Now, that that's a very good appointment and uh, I think it, it will bring them on. I know that they, that they'd lose to... Um, to Dublin in the in the in the Leinster League and things like that, but uh, overall, I think that was the only game that, that they did lose. And uh, it's it's overall, it's a positive um, it's a positive appointment for the Galway hurlers as well. Yeah, we spoke about it before in. Uh, we all know the the caliber of, of Henry Shefflin when he was on or off the field, and a, and a very passionate and a great hurler man. And he certainly doesn't release the passion as much as uh, I would say Davy Fitz or some other lads did in the past. But uh, he's a very cool-headed guy and, you know, he's very knowledgeable about the game as well. So, you know, he's only finding his feet in Galway at the moment. Uh, he have a lot of players and a lot of work to be to be done and he, and he's certainly uh, uh, going well at it at the moment. But it's early days, as I would say, it's all new to him. The setup is going to be different and, uh, you know, he he have a major, major uh, choice to pick from in terms of uh, the success that Galway would have had at underage especially the minors and, and under-21s in the last number of years. So, yeah, it all looks good uh, for for Henry and Galway. But, you know, it's going to take his time. It's going to take, it has to take his course as well until he gets uh, well-established and, and, and find out uh, who who's prepared to put their shoulder to. And 
most importantly, who's good enough to play for Galway. So, yeah, I think he'll do a great job and, and it's going to look good for Galway going forward. And I think really, um, when you look at different, first of all, it's a step up. We, we all know that he managed uh, Ballyhale Shamrocks and things like that. This is this is a step up now. This is, this is county level. But I think regardless of whether it's club or county, some you know different kind of panels or team player you know players have to be handled differently. I mean, there's some teams, for example, that maybe would require, I suppose, Davy Fitz's passion and that, and that maybe they might need a, a kick in the bum or whatever to kick start them into to play to what's required uh, level to get the best performance out of them, and maybe it suits other players, you know, players and other panels to have someone like Henry Shefflin that's kind of more uh, calm, uh, has a more calm approach, but has a more measured approach, I suppose, is the best way, is the best way of putting it. Yeah, well, look at, there's horses for courses and there's, there's, there's times when you, when you take in, uh, come into your manage, managerial career, uh, you realise what you have to deal with, you know what's been there, you know what's ahead of you, uh, it's all about, hurling is a game of hurling uh, and whether it's inter-county or club, Everything has to be managed properly. I know club is a little bit below par in terms of inter-county, but when you look at the likes of Ballyhill Shamrocks or or Ballygunner or even St. Thomas's that had lost out at the weekend, these crew, some of these clubs are as big as uh, some of the county teams that are out there. So, you know, management is, is a tough enough job, but once you have your head screwed on properly and you know a good bit about hurling and you know how to handle players, I think that uh, that's, not, that's not going to be an issue with a manager. It's the big expectation that you, you have from your supporters and followers. Uh, that, that's the big question you have to try and, uh, try and control and, and try and bring your best out of uh, within your team to, to bring the best out of your players uh, to try and be, be, bring a bit of silverware back. So that's more of a challenge for Henry or any other manager out there because they know if they have the, the ability within, within themselves that uh, to, to go on to win something well uh, that's something that you have to really work on and the players and management c- can deal with that no problem uh, it's only when you uh, when you the expectation of uh, your followers uh, has to be fulfilled well that, that's a, that's a bigger task because uh, we, we know now with social media and everything that goes on that you know sometimes people put up hurtful comments and say say, say poor things about individuals managers and players or something like that that's to me that's the most difficult thing that you have to deal with because you know we're all they're all human we're all human and you know you have to get on with your life no matter what happens and win lose or draw life still has to continue on so to me looking around the whole country with a new setup within Tipperary and and Galway and in Wakesford even at the present moment you know expectations are always there from everyone at the start of the year you'd be only hoping that things can only get better going forward in our situation yes we're going well here at the moment we're very positive with the new incoming uh, uh, backroom team and managers and of course we're after introducing a lot of young lads so it's going okay at the moment but I often say you know time will tell uh, championship is a, is a different animal a different creature that you have to deal with when that time comes I think you know a, a lot of issues and problems and stuff like that will be solved uh, when, when, when the bigger channel cha- challenges uh, come to faces that's it and of course um, on far, we, we'd like to extend our sympathies as well and I'm sure Larry you, you'll uh, you, you'll join me in this unfortunately uh, we'd like to send our sympathies uh, our condolences to Joe Canning on the t- I believe his uh, 
his mom mom died recently, so we'd like to extend our sympathies to that. I just saw it on the a new as a sports post there today, so that's that's um that's very sad. Yeah. So we'd like to you know on behalf of myself and yourself, I'm sure, and and everyone, we'd like to extend our sympathies and to him and to Joe and his fa- his family and friends at this time. Absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. You know and. It is tough for everyone out there. We we're all aware of it. I've been in the same position. I lost my father, who would have been a, who would have been my my strength in terms of driving me and pushing me on or stuff like that. You know, you know people like that, closeness, whether it's your mother or father, stuff like that. When you lose them, it's 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 heartbreaking for everyone. You know, and in the GA world, we, we share all that comfort together. You know, and we we as we as we always did in the past when there was in terms of tragedy and other things that happened. So we are a GA world, and we understand. You know, when something like that happens, that you know, we're all in it together. We all send our our deepest sympathy to to anyone throughout Ireland. You know, even even outside of sport, when people lose, you know, uh, loved ones. You know, like young Ashley Murphy there lately, it was, it was absolutely horrible. I was absolutely shook myself when 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 the news had broken and stuff like that. So you know, to their family and and anyone out there has lost loved ones. You know, we we like you, Aidan, we're, we're we're very very emotional when it comes to something like that. So we like to share all that to everyone throughout Ireland that's it and I suppose moving moving back on to things uh, on, on the field as well and uh, you know I suppose at this time of year it's kind of the business end of the club Harland Championship and uh, you, you know it's it's the All-Ireland semi-final and then the, obviously the final then but uh, it's been a very interesting um you know, provincial club final uh, championship uh, around the country as well. Even like Ulster and Munster and Leinster, and uh, I suppose like in Connacht, it's more like the an intermediate the intermediate championship, but uh, club championship. But um, it's been very interesting. I suppose really, you could say Munster and Leinster went to to plan. I suppose Ballyhale Shamrocks coming out. Uh, again, as always, as they usually do, given the quality that they have and the um, the the legend that is TJ Reid, and of course, I suppose in uh, in in Munster, then you had Bally Gunner from Waterford. Um, I suppose they they were kind of expect, but I, I think really in both provinces it would have been a tough championship. But uh, you know, in the Munster championship, it were you know. It, the quality, you know, I'm sure it well, it wasn't as easy as maybe Bally Gunner made it look. Um, but that that would have been a hard championship, and then of course in Leinster as well. Um, Ulster is always a, a very very um difficult uh, province as well in the in the hurling as well at club level. So, you know, it made for uh, very exciting times, and uh, now you know we have seen um I suppose looking at the All Ireland semi final there with um you know Bally Bally Gunner or sorry St Thomas's uh, were were narrowly narrowly and very very unlucky in in many ways to lose out. Uh, to lose out to um, Ballyhale Shamrocks in that semi-final and uh, you know and Bally Gunner again we all know the quality that they have so it's been quite a very interesting um, club championship this year hasn't it? Yeah it has been uh, football and hurling but especially hurling from our point of view on the hurling side of it yes it has been interesting very good uh, very very enjoyable if one could say from a neutral point of view but anyone that lived in Ballyhale or lived in St. Thomas or or maybe not so much Ballygunner because they always seemed to me to seem to be the team that was always in control and it was in their own destiny that they could throw it away very easily. But they they haven't choked themselves this time around. They've they've sort of kept kept their head head above water, even though they got a couple of skiers every now and then. But they seem to be always in the control that they had the quality to to see out games and by just looking at their 
game in general. Uh, I looked at most of the games this year as well, and I said, you know, they, they're a team now that knows how to win. Now they're, they're after getting by that that block that they weren't able to uh, get through uh, on numerous occasions. But you know, to me, they're a team to beat. I know if you look at Ballyhale Shamrocks had a couple of slip ups earlier on through the year in the Leinster Championship itself as well. So you know, they didn't all have it their own way. Uh, and the breakthrough to, to the All-Ireland club final at the moment. So, you know, you know they can count their chickens a small bit, you know. You know, they, they, they're absolutely great hurlers, fantastic hurlers, and a great, a great club as well, you know. And I know, looking back on last Sunday's game against St. Thomas's, I'd say if St. Thomas's had their chance again, they would make sure that, they're, that, that they would have really put their foot down and, and, and took control of the game. And they were in a position where they were in control of it in, but they weren't far enough to, to see it out. And, of course, TJ then got up and, they got the penalty and then the last book of the game, I even said to the wife, I said, I guarantee you, he will score this. So to me, I, w- I would have been different, disappointed from a St. Thomas' point of view. Like, I mean, I, I'd have certainly done a Jose Marini or whatever. I'd have put the bus in front of the in front of the goal. I'd have put as many defenders there to try and block it because it was the last shot saloon for, for TJ. And he even said during the week when he saw the opportunity that he, he had a clear shot he had no choice to go for it. It made it a little bit easier for me, he says, to have a shot. And when you see a blanket defence in front of you, well, then you'd always know the challenge is going to be going to be much harder. But, you know, St. Thomas's fall, uh, you know, uh, uh, at, the, at the second last hurdle, you know, and James, uh, sorry, uh, Ballyhill Shamrocks got over it. So it's going to be an intriguing uh, final in, you know, both, te- both teams uh, feel, feel uh, good enough to win it. You know, and it's going to be close on the call. You know, you have young Hutchinson in ball of form, uh, young O'Keefe, uh, young Patrick O'Manny and his brother. So they're also in good form. And, you know, to me, when your forwards are in form in, your team is always in good form around you because the defenders only have to have to defend. When your forwards are hitting targets, you know, that's 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 the main, main objective of any team going forward because once you have forwards able to score, it's a blessing then because, you know, we all know that, when your forwards are off and they're, and they're shooting 10 or 15 wides in games and you're losing, you know, you say, sure, you didn't deserve to win it because your shooting boots are off. But from this point of view, both shooting bo- points, uh, but shooting boots are on from both sides. So it will be very interesting. In. Bally Alley Shamrocks have been there before. You know, they, they know how to win. They know, they know the journey all the way to Crow Park and stuff like that. They know the journey to win on, on all the way home as well. So it's going to be new for, for Bally Gunner. But to me, I think Bally Gunner have a little bit in the tank, more so in terms of what Bally Hale Shamrocks have when it comes to playing well. Uh, now, in the present day, as I said, Bally Hale Shamrocks have, have tripped themselves up on a couple of occasions. Bally Gunner seem to be hurling a little bit more fluency and uh, they're not looking over their shoulder too often to see who's coming behind them. They're going forward in abundance. So, you know, on the day, anything could happen. But to me, I, I, for some reason, I just feel as if uh, Bally Gunner just seemed to be hurling their, with their head a little bit higher than, than Ballyhell Shamrocks at the moment. That's it. And it's great to see, um, I suppose, the, the, the All-Ireland Club Championships back on its traditional, uh, in a traditional sense in Crow Park on, on, um, 
on on, uh, on St. Patrick's Day as well. I think it, you know it's back it's back to the traditional way, which is great because I suppose over the last two years that wasn't really possible with with, with COVID and things like that. So I suppose um, moving on then to the National League, obviously that's just just around the corner, and uh, of course no more than in, in the football. There's a lot of uh, a lot of county teams that will have to do without their. Uh, players because without their club players because their clubs uh, the players clubs are uh, still in the All-Ireland series and things like that and I suppose the, the nature about that is if it's on in the middle of March till the middle of the March depending on how things go they'll uh, their county team the county teams will have to do without the, those club players and uh, but I, I suppose the thing about that, uh, you know, when it comes to the national league, is it gives uh, the chance to to other players on the panel as well, and uh, they get their chance to show what they can do in the national league ahead of the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even back in my days in the early nineties, all the way up along, uh, when the when the national league was uh, used to take place actually before Christmas, back in my day, it tells you how old I am now, Eden. Uh, I remember used, those days too, Larry. They were yeah, the yeah. It was great. It was great. You know, you playing in a couple in the in the in November, a couple of couple of leagues in November. Then you get a break, and then you're back then in January, February, then for the remainder of the league, and then you you have a good six or eight weeks run up to the championship championship, which I used to really enjoy because you know when you when you're playing in the league and then you're straight into the championship. If you picked up any kind of injuries and you, and you start dipping in form. There's a possibility now that you could lose out on your position, and that's what something I I used to always say. God, you know, at least we have an eight week break now coming into the championship. And if yeah. Because they say it's great that you have a run straight from the league into the championship, you know, which is which is uh, which is a positive from their point of view. Because they say they don't have to train as long; the season is shorter for them, but it's a little bit tougher, but shorter. But overall, you know, it's a great opportunity then with new players coming in, and you have to blend them in with with some of the older players. And you know, we have the Welsh Cup on down here at the moment. We're playing Dublin on Saturday, which should should be a good game, and both teams. We'll be experimenting with some new lads in it, and I know Bodham will want to win a bit of silverware. But you know, I have to say, when it comes to September, and you look back at your year, you know, you you you'd be judging on how well you did in Leinster and how how well you did in in the All Ireland series. So that's that's where you are judged at the end of the year. But for now, we're playing in the here and now. Uh, we've played a couple of challenge matches lately as well, which is a good thing as well because uh, you know you you have to trial out these young lads, the newcomers. You you have to give them a bit of experience. Yeah, throwing them in at the deep end sometimes doesn't work and for the last number of years I, I, do, I don't think you know that we did enough of that with, with trying to bring in new blood into the team and it sort of ran its course and we, we and the players themselves sort of ran themselves into the ground and you know they sort of ran out of steam but from this point of view where we are where we are standing in Wexford at the moment you know there's eight or nine new, new lads after being played over the last couple of weeks you know and, and it's great to see that and he said he's going to introduce more as time goes along in the National League. And that only builds confidence in young lads. And if they're performing well and, and the managers, he sees something good within the player, uh, whether he's able for the, the pressure that comes with playing a, at that level. Well, if you're able to crack that, well, then you have a great opportunity of making the, the championship team. So not only in Wexford, it's in Cork, it's in Waterford at the moment. It's, it's all over the country. You know, they're all trialing out young lads. And I think it's only fair to do that. 
I, I spoke about it back an hour there. We were playing in, in muck and slop and, and wetty, windy, rainy conditions. Now that it doesn't start uh, till the end of January, end of January, February, the conditions, underfoot conditions are better. So your your level of performance should be much better as well. So that also gives you a great chance of proving yourself that you, you, you're able to cope with, you know, with, with the pressure of just playing on a, on a, on a good dry day, back an hour day, when you're playing, as I said, in the muck and slop and wet, you know, you couldn't really prove anything because you're hurling and the hurling itself wouldn't, wouldn't have been fantastic. So we're all looking forward to it, Ian. We're all in, in, in a very positive mood at the moment in the GA world anyway. You know, we're all upbeat about what's coming forward in terms of uh, the upcoming league and then the championship and all that. So, you know, there, there's a bit of a buzz. And when there's a bit of a buzz about hurling, I said to a friend of mine last night, uh, he's the manager actually in one of the shops and I was asking him for something it was very very funny Ed. I was asking about a particular item and and he said no Larry unfortunately because of the circumstances that we're in you know with COVID and everything that we're not able to get everything back in on the shelves yet but we will be working on it but he said at the end of the day Larry isn't it great to have hurling back once we have hurling we have life back and he really summed it up well for me that's it and I suppose uh, two, two more kind of things as well uh, before we go um, I, I suppose on a more local local scene for, for, for myself is uh, Roscommon Roscommon doing well this year in the in the Connacht League they won, uh, they won a, bit, a bit of silverware which is great to see and it'll be a great confidence boost ahead of the, their National League campaign as well and of course uh, you may have seen in recent weeks as well um, the you know Lake Regale uh, on TG Car they always do do great shows like that and uh, I thought it, I thought it was a great story about Terence by Terence Sambo McNaughton uh, it was it was a wonderful show it was well it was well done and it was, it was nice uh, like you, you would have been familiar with him back back in your, your playing days I'm sure you, you probably uh, played again him as well is uh, you know with Terence McNaughton what a what a horror, what a player he was but it was we all knew about Terence McNaughton the the horror, but it was great to get an insight of Terence McNaughton the the man as well wasn't it and you know what yeah. he he goes through and things like that especially where he's from and all that and the you, you know obviously the society where where he lived and things like that oh yeah and we're 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 well aware of the troubles that I had. Uh, sorry, that was going on in Northern Ireland at the time, and you know we 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 were being fed the information down here, but because they were in the thick of it, and and it was a tough old going for them, you can understand, you know how they got passion for for everything or where they got the energy to to continue on outside that the troubles at the time, but it, it just shows you once again uh, how strong and how how great the GA uh, was to continue on in the in the circumstances that they were in up there and. To me, I know Sambo, Sambo very well. I played against him on, on, on many occasions and I met him a couple of years ago at the All-Ireland up in Crow Park and we had an old drink just before the game and, you know, the passion that was coming from him was incredible and his own daughter is actually married to Gary Laffin down here in Wexford so he, he pays a couple of visits to Wexford as well so there's a great connection between Wexford and, and the Antrim people and, and also the down people up around there. You know, I spent many, many times... Uh, going up and doing a bit of coaching and doing a bit of presentations and stuff like that up around there and oh god they're very very passionate and even a couple of years ago Antrim came down to play Wexford in the National League here in Wexford uh, and uh, I actually went out and done a session with him on the, on a Sunday morning before they went to Wexford Park just to have a chat to him and, and talk about it you know in general you know how to, how to keep him hurling alive up there and 
it's amazing how much how much passion and how much love they have for it up there. And you know, I I'd often express my opinion to to a lot of people down here. If you only had a passion for hurling down here, in some in some on some occasions, the way they showed up there, it, it, it's remarkable how how they kept it how how they kept it going. And now we all know that Caseman Park is going to be redone, and 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 things are looking great and looking better. And when you see the likes of Young Gleeson and, and other top coaches going up to the north of Ireland, they realise that there's potential up there. And they also realise that the, the passion that they show for hurling will, will never die, will never die. And, and as you said, Sambo McNaughton was one prime example that he will keep it going for as long as he's on this planet. That's it, and I think his his son is a, is a very handy hurler as well. So uh, it just goes to show you that the apple never falls far from the tree uh, as regards hurling talent. You know he had it obviously in abundance, and uh, now the son has a has has it as well. So that that's great. So listen, thanks very much for doing uh, Jay the um the hurling way with us this year this week, and we look forward to doing it all next week. No problem, man. Thanks very much, and once again, happy New Year to all your listeners and. Hopefully, uh, as the year goes on, we, we'll have many great conversations about hurling going forward. That's it. And uh, maybe, sure, if, you, if you're ever down this, this part of the neck of the woods, uh, give us a shout and we can we can have a chat about hurling or something like that as well. It'd be great. All right. No problem, man. All right. God okay. bless. Okay. Talk to you. Thanks very much. And that was Larry O'Gorman, former Wexford hurler.